Welcome to the Scaling Therapy Practice. This is James Marland. I really think you're going to enjoy this week's show. I have uh, Daniel Fava from Private Practice Elevation on the show. Daniel, I met a couple years ago in the Scale Up Summit. And then later on, uh, we went to a conference together and I've just continued to uh, talk with him and engage with him and use some of his advice and tips. So we decided to bring him on the show. He talks about where he started running a blog and doing some freelancing to actually developing a business and then scaling to an agency. We talk about those types of things. We also talk about content writing for therapists and that you can influence your SEO. And he has a some resources for that. We, we, we get into a pretty interesting discussion about culture and working virtually and how do you create that culture within your organization, even when you, you can't see each other. Uh, don't miss that. And uh, we wrap up with him talking about his new course that he's launching at the end of January. You're going to want to get on the wait list for that because you get some bonuses if you're on the wait list and join that course. It's uh, all about building, using the tools that he uses in his business to build out the SEO uh, and to help people find your office sooner, better, quicker with search engine optimization. It's called SEO Basecamp Live. And if you go to private practice elevation backslash uh, CCS for Course Creation Studio, my main webpage, you'll be able to find where to either join the course when it launches at the end of January or get on that wait list. I really do appreciate Daniel for coming on the show. He had to go in an hour. I probably could have talked to him for two hours. So wonderful, wonderful resource. Thanks, Daniel, so much for being on the show. I hope you, the listener, enjoy hearing Daniel's wisdom as much as I did. Psych Maven is proud to support the Scaling Therapy Practice podcast. And if you are someone looking for ideas that are tailored to your own personal style on how to scale and grow your own impact and income as a mental health provider, we hope you might check out our free online assessment. If you go to stp.psychmaven.com, you can take our free personal inventory and find out what your builder type is as a helping professional. This assessment is quick and fun, and it comes with tons of customized resources with your results, so you can discover the best ways to scale that match your own personality. Find the assessment at stp.psychmaven.com. That is stp.psychmaven.com. Have fun with it. Hello, this is James with the Scaling Therapy Practice. Today we have a special guest, Daniel Fava from Private Practice Elevation. Hello, Daniel. Hey, James, how's it going? Going great. Today we're going to start out with our tools, techs, and tech and tip of the week. I'll I'll go first. I'm I listen to a lot of therapy podcasts, and one of my favorite ones is Julie Harris has one on therapy for your money, and uh, I've we are my previous company used her services for accounting and it was wonderful i'm a huge fan of green oak accounting and the last episode i listened to said she's releasing a book on profit first for therapists 
And I'm like, oh my word, this is amazing um, because I love the book Profit First, but Julie just has a way of like explaining things. And so uh, she has a pre-order coming up. I think the book's releasing sometime in the spring, but if you do the pre-order, you can do um, like uh, you get tool, like tech, tech tools and like probably some spreadsheets or something. So that is my tip of the week um, um, for pre-ordering pre-ordering uh, the profit first for therapists nice so daniel uh what's your what's your tool or tip of the week yeah so the the tool that's been kind of blowing my mind and i know it's something that you you emailed me about and yeah. actually i also i didn't i didn't get a chance to check it out and then somebody in my uh we have a an seo accountability group where we just help folks with their seo and meet bi-weekly to keep people moving forward and one of my um, members in there was saying how they were having so much trouble uh, writing content for their website, you know, because SEO really comes down to a lot of content. So they were like, oh, I'm using this chat GPT tool. And I was like, oh, there's that thing again. And so I yeah. finally logged into this thing, uh, which I think is from uh, openai.com. You yes. can go and sign up for that. And what it is, is it's uh, it's a like an AI bot, you know, like artificial intelligence where you can ask it questions and it will spit out information. So the way that I'm kind of planning to use this is that when you're working on a website, you're, you're struggling for content or you maybe need some information that you want to include in like a, a blog post or a social post, you can ask it a question and it'll give you just this amazing starting point that then you can take that content and tweak. So I'm going to actually use it. I'm planning to spend some time on my wife's private practice website tonight um, focused on uh, city pages to help her reach more people locally. Um, and so for those oh, pages, wow. it's good, it's good yeah. to have like an introduction about the city you're talking about. So I went into this program and I just wrote, tell me about Atlanta, Georgia. And it spit out like, you know, like, wow, four, that's great. It's like a, almost like a little Wikipedia introduction. I was like, oh, this is great. Like, cause I've got some facts about the population and the history that I can put into a city page. And then kind of from there go into, Hey, here are our services are in Atlanta, you know, anxiety therapy, Atlanta, and, you know, on and on, so that sort of thing. So I'm kind of geeking out over it and I'm excited to use it a little bit more for her website and for our SEO clients as well. Yeah, I, I love it. I think um, I, I, I don't, I, well, I use it primarily for like the, the white page effect, you know, you yeah. sit down and you look at a blank page and you don't know where to start. Yeah. And it gives me lots of ideas. One of the things I was using it for was uh, titles. So I like mm. titles, uh, titles sell your course, you know, titles and chapter titles really sell what you're doing because you got to describe the benefit and describe uh, what they can get out of it or the transformational process. And if you look at yeah. two yeah. titles and one says uh, uh, SEO 101, or you see like the something with the transformation, like attract more clients with SEO, mm -hmm. you're 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 gonna do that. And so um chat GPT, I would say give me 10 titles on SEO that people would want to click or something. Oh, that's like great. That. That's great. And and it prompts it and it 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 gives you stuff. And it's not always good. Okay. I'm just, yeah. you know, it's not always good, but you have 10 things to look at and you're like, oh, I like this word. And then you combine things yeah. and it is, it, it really takes away the fear of copy, you know, because you have all these ideas. And if you're yeah. already an expert in your field, you know what people want, you know what you want to say, you yeah. just might not have the right 
vocabulary and it, it really uh, crunches it down for you and, and takes yeah. away that, that white page fear. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think it also gives you, uh, you know, especially for those like blog posts that maybe have a little more um, resources or you got to do some research, stuff like that. You can ask mm -hmm. questions and then include that content and tweak it to your voice and all that good stuff. It's pretty, it's pretty cool. I'm excited to dig into it a little we, more. We, maybe, maybe in a month we should do a, a, a come back and talk about chat GPT and how we've been using it because I could, yeah. I could go on and on. Cause I, I also like using it for uh, like, here's my topic. What would be three points for some slides or something? Yeah. It is crazy. Mm -hmm. uh, oh, it's great. where we really are living in like a magical time with artificial intelligence. And this is just the beginning. So yeah. there's so many tools coming out like chat GPT. Yeah. Uh, this is a little, probably a little too deep for our audience, but they released a chat GPT API, which I'm not sure what that means, but it's, I think you can use it and integrate it into your programs. You yeah. can actually, uh, I, I am going too deep, but you can put <laughs> it like spreadsheets and stuff. Like you wow. can have a call to have it fill out spreadsheet data. I I've seen videos on it. I haven't, done it but that could be useful for for some people wow. anyway amazing okay so <laughs> maybe i should have done the introduction first uh but this is daniel uh, from private practice elevation and i'm i've had i've some introduction with him we did a, a mini conference together when i did um uh, summit uh um what was that called it was like three years ago and i only did it once and it was uh um oh, I, I did it for too. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, this is where I might edit this out. <laughs> I'll just leave it in. But we did a little, I put on a little summit and Daniel was here. And then I met him at Whitney's summit. Uh faith 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 and practice. Faith and practice in Georgia, yeah. which I'm planning on going back to her other conference. It's not named that anymore, but uh, that's coming up. Yeah, and, well, I'll uh, be there too. I'm sponsoring it. Awesome. Oh yeah, yeah it was yeah. wonderful. It was yeah. great great conference and uh, one of the things about conferences is you get to meet people and uh daniel and i ended up at a table together and his wife and we talked and anyways i'm doing a lot of introduction daniel wants you to introduce yourself and uh tell us how how you came to this point yeah sure so uh my name is daniel fava and uh, i run a website design and seo agency called private practice elevation uh, and basically what we do is we work with therapists and private practice owners to um, elevate their business through online marketing, through their website design, getting found online, you know, with SEO services. And basically our whole mission is really to elevate you from whatever place you're at right now in your business to the next place. So we work with people who are just starting out. They really need to just get their name online and get established. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we can help people get their first website done. We also work with large private practices, group practices where they've got a website and lots of traffic and lots of content, but the website doesn't reflect the, you know, professional um, high level of service that they provide. So they want to level up, you know, their website and uh, just look better online. So, you know, we do that. Um, but yeah, we work with people at any stage they're at to help them get found online and also look great and, and convert more uh, leads into clients uh, using their online marketing. Great. Uh, I think that's uh, before I started with business, I didn't know anything about SEO or that you could even influence it. 
Um, mm-hmm. So how did you get, so we're talking about scaling you, how did you get started? And then what were some of the obstacles you faced when you started to grow? Yeah. So when I first started out, I really thought that I was going to be focused on course creation, something that you know <laughs> a lot about, James. Um, and, and I got really excited um, because you know, I was I was working for, for five years for a nonprofit here in Atlanta. And I'm a, just a very creative guy. I like to create things, whether that is art or websites or now, you know, business and processes and stuff like that. It's fun. But I found myself after five years just being um, exhausted and drained. Um, I was I was managing a couple people and you know helping with their the fundraising and website stuff, but I found myself just like in meetings after meetings and meetings about meetings and just like just getting <laughs> exhausted. And so you know, like most people, I read the Four Hour Work Week by Tim Ferriss and started getting into online marketing and some of that stuff. And um, um, what's his name? Um, Smart Passive Income. Pat Flynn, um, I think maybe. Yeah, Pat Flynn. Yeah, and just Amy Porterfield. And so I started getting really excited about the idea of an online business. I was like, that that sounds really cool to me. So um, it took me a little time, but you know, just kind of like soul searching and figuring out what I love to do. And at the time, it's just like, I love to create websites. And I created a website for my wife's private practice back in 2011 when she first um, mm-hmm. in her business. And it really helped establish her online. It helped her get some of those first clients and so many people were like, hey, I chose to work with you because your website stood out to me. It spoke to me. Um, it was kind of, at the time, it was pretty creative. And um, the way she spoke was very kind of laid back, like friendly, that sort of thing. And so, you know, we learned a lot from that website. And so when I decided to start a new business, I decided to start a blog. And it's called createmytherapistwebsite.com. Just like, this is what it is. So I started started teaching a therapist how to create a website, how to use WordPress, um, some SEO, like tips and tools and stuff like that. It was very focused on um, blog and um, tutorials and things like that. And I did launch a course at the time um, while also working one-on-one with some folks to create their website. So at that time, I considered myself more of just a freelancer. You know, I was just really looking to get projects and figure out where to go. Um, and now kind of fast forward, it's been like seven years now, and now we are an agency and I've got, uh, three developers. We've got a project manager. I've got an assistant, uh, an SEO specialist. So I've kind of come to something that I didn't really plan out to create. Um, but I found myself, you know, working really hard with those, with those course launches and just finding, you know, getting stuck on certain things. Um, you know, technology is, is a big one. It's a big hurdle for people. Um, and so I was actually starting to enjoy more working one-on-one with, with, uh, private practice mm-hmm. owners and working on their websites. Um, and so just decided, Hey, what if I built this into, uh, an agency? And so, I mean, it's, it's, it's been seven years. So it took a lot of time to figure out processes and I'm still trying to figure out those things. And now taking on um, contractors to to help us and be on our team, mm-hmm. uh, you know, learning to lead in different ways and how to delegate and, um, yeah, just kind of offload some stuff that I was doing. So now that I can focus on stuff like this, you know, talking with you, I've got my own podcast as well, um, which James was on, just a, a plug for that. Yep. It was oh. episode 123. So com slash one, two, three, check that out. Um, and yeah, so it's been... It's been a journey um, to figure out and it's kind of like, I didn't know 
I didn't set out to create an agency, but now I'm really, I'm really enjoying it because I've got a team that is, you know, just fantastic. And they're, they're focused on projects and I can oversee those projects and I've got two boys, so I can, mm-hmm. you know, uh, something happens like this week, uh, we have a, a, we, we take our youngest, he's, he's about to be two. We take him to like a, a parent's morning out once a week at a church and, and then I go home and work, you know, this week somebody got COVID, so they canceled on us. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I guess I, I have to, I have to watch him, you know, and, or the kids have off on Martin Luther King like this week. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, we don't have childcare at the moment. So, okay, I can, I can watch them and I'm not, it's not like everything in my business is stopping because I know my team is working on projects. Like, yeah, there's always things that we got to do or we want to do in our business, but it's really, uh, it's really comforting to know that I've got a team that I can work with and those things keep moving forward. Um, and so I can just trust like they're, they're doing that stuff and it, and it's great. Cool. So it it sounds like it started with uh, a passion, something that you knew you could do and people wanted a blog and some tutorials. And yeah. now it's an agency um, that didn't happen overnight. What were some of the uh, the challenges or decision points that you had to make that that maybe you spent some time thinking about or you talked it over with your wife or a coach? What were yeah. what were some of those things that that you had to to think through to scale? I think probably hiring is a big, yeah, is a big thing. And that's a big, um, it's a challenging point. It's, it, it's not only the logistics, where do I find people, but also like, how do I lead well? How do I not micromanage and trust <laughs> somebody with this baby that I've created, you know, this business and, um, one of our, um, what's the word, our values, our, our, our business values for private practice elevation is, you know, do everything with excellence. And so customer support is really big for mm-hmm. me. I want people to feel like they're not waiting on us for anything and we are, you know, keeping in touch. So it's like, okay, how do I hire people to do that, to, to take that on and run with that value and our mission and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, like I said, I, I was kind of, I was, you know, a freelancer for some time. And so one thing that I did, and I, I, I heard a lot about from um, just coaches and podcasts and people who have built businesses is focusing on your processes. So I tried my best when it was just me to start documenting a lot of the things that I was doing to capture how I wanted them to be done um, or how I felt like they should be so done. Even before you had employees, you started documenting what you were doing. Yeah. yeah. And even for but, myself was super yeah. helpful because- you know, it was like a website project, that project could take two months. And so when I do one thing at the beginning of the project, it might not be for another month that I do the same thing again for another project. So yeah. even for myself, I would go back to my processes, even if I was the one who was executing them, like, oh yeah, okay, I go here, I go here, I go here, you know, and so that saved me um, so a I'm lot assume- of time. I'm assuming this wasn't just on post-it notes or something, you uh, stored <laughs> no. it somewhere that you could retrieve it. Yeah, I started just using um, Google Docs. Google really Docs, the, the main place. And um, right now, it, it's it's still a little bit messy. I think that's one of my goals for this year is really cleaning up our processes. But some stuff was in Google Docs just starting out. I found a great. Here's another another tool. Uh, it's called Scribe How. Um, I believe it's just ScribeHow.com. And what it does is it records your clicks, and then oh. you can you can record the steps you take. 
and then go back and kind of edit it. And it'll take screenshots of, you know, it'll say, click here, then go to this link. And so it, it makes it really nice because, you know, somebody like an assistant can then pull that up and, you know, go through that. But Google Docs works totally fine. And we've kind of created a library in, we use Asana for all of our, our project mm -hmm. management. And so we've created a library kind of based on people's roles of those different processes. So, you know, it's, it's definitely grown, but yeah, when I, when I first started doing it, um, I had a, I had a coach who just encouraged me, like, just start documenting everything. Um, and so I tried to do that. Anytime I did something that I knew was going to be repeated, I, you know, just opened a Google doc, took screenshots, wrote out the steps, um, which is a lot of work at, fr you know, up front and you feel like, oh, I don't have the time to do that. Let me just knock yeah, it out, you know? Sure. And I still feel that I still do that, but. I've kind of got, I've gotten a lot better just knowing like, okay, I don't need to be doing this for forever. Somebody else can totally do this. So let me document this. Mm. Great. The other, the other thing you said was uh, managing people and yeah. like learning not to micromanage or like hover, I guess, over people. I think that's tough when you, you said you're giving over your baby. And as a lot of people yeah. are listening to this show, they, you grow to a certain point and the, the thing that holds you back is yourself. So you think about hiring, but then you're like, uh, you know, nobody's going to do it like me or yeah. I can't yeah, trust them. So it sounds like you had to overcome that a little bit. Uh, how, yeah. like, what was the process for you for that? Or do you have any tips for people who are kind of like struggling with giving things over? Yeah. Um, I think, I mean, starting with processes is great and like, taking that time to train somebody to take them through, you know, the first couple of times that they're doing something. Um, and then from then on, I think it's a lot of communication, you know, just making mm -hmm. sure that you are constantly checking in. And um, I forget who said this, but I think it was somebody, uh, one of the, the coaches that I was a part of a mastermind group, when it comes to your, um, like our agency for like website design, you're going through a project and, you know, something, you, you have a touch point where maybe it's an email, whatever it is, that kind of has brought you together and then time goes on and then you kind of you, like the yeah. lines kind of split apart and then you got to do the touch point again, you know, to bring back together. Mm -hmm. And in that in-between time of those touch points, that's when your mind can, can just like start making up stories, you know, like, oh, they didn't do this because of this mm -hmm. or how come mm -hmm. they can't get this right, you know? And so I think for myself, I can find myself going into that place of like, oh, they didn't send this email when they were supposed to. And like, how come they didn't do that? And now we're behind schedule and blah, blah, blah. And then I talked to my project manager and she's like, my whole family got the flu last week. I'm sorry, I've been really trying. You know, I wasn't like blaming her. I was just trying to yeah. find out, hey, did you do that thing? And like, I'm sorry. Yeah. I'm just, it's, it's been hard to be productive this week because my family with everybody's children has sick. Yeah. And like, yeah. oh, okay. That makes total sense. You know, like, so it's not... It's like, okay, and then you just remind yourself, okay, I got to trust and just keep the communication lines open. And then, you know, yeah, if, if it becomes an issue that you've spoken multiple times to somebody about something and they're still not getting it, then you might have, you know, some harder conversations to have or some decisions to make. But, you know, for the most part, you know, I'm just, I'm thankful for my team. We've got a great team and we come together every Monday to talk about what we're working on, what is keeping us stuck. Um, and then kind of throughout the week, I have, one-on-one -on -one time with, yeah. with each of my, um, teammates. So that is, that is something I was going to ask about the one-on-one, -on -one, uh, time, because I, I, uh, I listened to this podcast a while ago, um, called manager tools mm -hmm. and 
it's a long running show. I think it's 10 years now and they have podcasts on everything. And one of their, they called it the Trinity, but one of the elements of the Trinity was one-on-ones. And, you know, I never got one-on-ones when I was an individual contributor, Mm -hmm. Uh, but they, they really meant, and they have this process on running one-on-ones. And so I started doing that when I was in managing um, a division at the hospital or of not a division, just a department at a hospital. And then Mm -hmm. when I was working for the virtual assistant company, I met with my, all the virtual assistants. And then when I had managers, I met with the managers and still the one-on-ones with them. But a lot of people say it's a waste of time. (laughs) They're just like, why, why do you spend all that time meeting with people and doing things? Um, especially when things are going well, you know, what, why do you meet with people when things are going well? Um, I have my answer, but do you, do you, you know, what does meeting with people do for you, uh, to, to, to help you and your management? Yeah. I think for me, it goes back to that, that value of excellence and who we're serving. It goes back to our clients. Really. It's, it's, it's kind of, it's more about them. And at the end of the day, I want to make sure that we are providing a great service, we're getting results for them and that they feel really well taken care of. So in order to do that as the, as the business owner and, you know, at, at this stage right now where I'm at, this might not be my role in the future, but I want to make sure that if there's any question that one of my team members needs, you know, answered, I want to be there for that. Uh, or if there's things that I see that you know, I want to che- mostly we check in on projects. So, you know, how is this client doing? Uh, we look at Asana together at the, you know, the, where we're at in the process for a project, kind of look at like what's, what's coming up, what are some roadblocks that you foresee, or there might be just something that maybe somebody missed. And, and you know, so I'll, I'll kind of review some of their work, you know, for example, like with our SEO clients, I want to review the, the content strategy that my SEO specialist has put together. And I might see something and say, Actually, there should be a page about, um, you know, EMDR that isn't on their website. Mm-hmm. And they mentioned that as a service. We need, we want to build out a page for that. That's going to help their SEO, you know? So it's just kind of getting on the same page together and getting two minds together. And we're, we're really working together towards, um, you know, the same, the same goal. So, I mean, that's mainly it is just really creating a space so that we can stay connected and, you know, that they feel, yeah. you know, my team to feel taken care of too. And that I, I care what's going on and, and just, you know, you can only do that with time and being face to face or screen to screen. (laughs) (laughs) Screen to screen. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I I felt, uh, I feel the same way, like checking up on things, making sure there is, they have time to say what's going on some, a little bit in their life and a little bit uh, in work. It's like a work meeting, but you, you talk about what is going on. And if what's important to them is their family and their sick family, I would listen yeah. to them about their family and their sick family. Cause mm-hmm. to them, if, if we say we care about people, but we don't listen to them about what is most important to them, yeah. it, it's not genuine. We just, you know, we're meeting to get through the family stuff so we can dump work on them. But yeah. I think when you, the culture you want to create, is something where they they feel like they are nurtured and cared for. Yes, you do that for work, but you also do that yeah, with yeah. some of the the information. And bosses don't always understand the power you have because you can call somebody up and they'll take your call and you'll chat about vacations or kids or whatever. 
you'll ask how you doing and they'll tell you, but it's yeah. really there. It's your power. They're like they're mm-hmm. answering because your, your role power, you, you, they can't do the same thing for you. They can't stop in your office and say, Hey, I need 30 minutes of your time. And yeah, you'd be like, check my calendar. But as the boss, you have that role power. So if you have this mm-hmm. weekly meeting or by mostly weekly, it's recommended for manager tools. It's uh, it, it gives them time that they have. It's their time to use. And uh, I just thought, yeah, people, you can get the work done, but you can't build a culture without the frequent interactions. You right. Just, exactly. You just can't. Um, yeah. Yep. I agree. Yeah. We've kind of created, I feel like we've, and my, one of my developers, so we have developers that are, they're, they're overseas, but they feel like they're a part of our team. And, and one of our guys, he always says, I, I think private practice elevation is like my family. He's <laughs> like, Aww. we meet it. We meet every week and we've had those times where yep. you're you're like, hey, I haven't really heard too much from you this week. And then you get on the call and it's like, oh, my, my son has been sick or I, I've moved or I was able to yes. buy a, a new a new apartment. And so I'm I'm moving and and then this happened and that happened. And you feel like you're you're a part of their life and you're kind of yeah. rooting for them and and we help to, you know, support each other when things kind of fall through or if someone has something with their family and they need to attend to. And so I love that. Like, even though people are around the world, you know, we've got that's awesome. three, three people overseas and, and two are in Texas, you know, on our, on my team. And I haven't met any of them face to face. And some of them I've worked with for five years now, which is mm-hmm. crazy. And, and it, it's, it's so easy. Like it was, it was easy to go to your office and shut the door when everybody worked physically but you still could have interactions with people. It's yeah. even easier to be isolated virtually. If nobody checks in on you, like what ties you to a company? Like, yeah, like right. if no, if you know, but if nobody's interested in you, investing in you, talking to you, uh, being there for you, even just listening about something offhanded. Right. If nobody's doing that, and then there's somebody offering the same job with more money. What are, what are they going to do? Like, if there's no culture attachment, right, going to lose people just because yeah. of money. Um, yeah. So yeah, culture. Okay, so uh, we kind of talked about solutions, but as you were scaling, and it sounds like you've had iterations throughout your your company. You started yeah. here. There might have been a middle. And then, and then another evolution as you're still going, um, yeah. is, are, were there any, uh, solutions that you, you came up with besides what we've talked about? Um, or do you want to go to what you wish you knew now? Yeah. I mean, one thing that came to mind, um, just kind of thinking about like those different iterations in my business was, um, I heard a, a, a coach once say, uh, it was a James Wedmore. I was a part of this uh, mastermind group uh, that he had. It was called Business by Design. And he had, cool. he was talking about like the different like levels of your of your business. He kind of, he had this analogy where you've got, I think he called it like Paradise Island. You know, that's like your goal of where you want your life and your business to be, that sort sure. of thing. And you've got different services that are going to help you reach that goal. You know, so you might have, uh, you know, group therapy, or maybe you've got a course that you're launching. You've also got just one-on-one individual therapy. You got all these services. And so what he would say is like, build your bit, 
build your bridge, build one main bridge and put your focus into that main bridge to get to that paradise island and then come back and work on the next bridge and work on the next bridge. And so last year, about two years ago, I did that when I kind of decided I needed to go pretty much full in on the agency side of things because I do have some courses out there and things that I've, you know, that I teach through the courses and we're launching an SEO course. Um, when people are listening to this, probably like next week, the, the week after. Um, so we're still doing some of those courses, but I took a break for like two years to focus on building my team, finding a project manager, finding another developer, um, really working on our processes. And so I focused on that and got our services and processes nailed down. And now I feel like I can come back and do some of this, get back to teaching because I've got the brain space now because I've got a team who's helping me do that stuff. So I think that was a really good lesson to learn because as a business owner, there's so many things that you could be working on. And it's like, what am I focused on? So I kind of just looked at it as like, what am I enjoying right now? And what has the most potential to set me up for the future to continue to scale and grow? So so, so how did you maintain that focus? Because as I find I'm trying to build the business, there are so, there's so many opportunities and so many things that draws your attention away. Like what? You know, do you have a, a superpower with focusing or what, what, how did you maintain that? I don't think I have a superpower. I think that I just kind of made sure that yeah, I'm kind of working sprints of like 90 days. So each 90 day goal would be, would be surrounding that sort of end goal of like building the, uh, okay. the agents, the agency. Did and you write it down? Did you write that goal down? Um, yeah, I probably had, yeah, I've got like a planner that I use like 90 okay. day planner. And so I kind of, you know, at the beginning of every quarter, sit down and kind of think about what we're going to focus on. We're like three main projects that I'm going to work on and some of the, you know, smaller projects that go into those projects. So, I mean, I kind of just got into probably the routine of doing that and just realized, you know, at the time the, the course stuff was not really gaining a lot of traction. And so it was kind of like, okay, I can really spin my wheels and try to do that. Or I can focus on what is already getting traction, which was our done for you working one-on-one mm -hmm. -on -one, uh, mm -hmm. with folks. So it wasn't like I was taking like a, a huge monetary hit. Like, yeah, I probably could have done a few more course launches and maybe made a few, you know, a few more thousand dollars or whatever, but it, it wasn't like it, it, it took out my business. So like that mm -hmm. stuff was kind of I had a couple evergreen courses. They're just kind of going on. It was just like, okay, if people sign up for those, they sign off up to that. That's great. It's kind of just, you know, bonus, but let's focus on, on building the agency. Um, and so that came down to focusing on our processes and hiring. And hiring. Okay. So, uh, it also sounds like you, you've had coaches along the way, like, um, did, have you always had a coach? Did did you have to like make a decision? Okay, uh, I need to invest some money here in coaching. Uh, and many of the successful people I talk to have coaches. Like it's a it is a yeah it's a common theme. Yeah, no matter where you are, they always talk about their coach that helped them through something. Yeah. So, um, before we get to what you wish you knew, uh, what what was uh what was your process on coaching? Um, so actually I have a really crazy story around, around coaching. Um, so let's see, I think it was probably in about 2018 or so, 2019, 
Um, I was really a big fan of Amy Porterfield, you know, Amy yeah. Porterfield, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she's got great, she's got great resources around webinars and, and building your business and that sort of thing. And, um, she, she ran a contest that was, I forgot what you had to do. You had to like record a video and send something in and you could, uh, <laughs> and you would, you would win. Like the grand prize was like, you know, spend a morning with Amy Porterfield, like doing like mastermind stuff. And then she decided to have like six runners, runners up that would win um, uh, a group mastermind at her house. So I sent something in and it was kind of cheeky and it was kind of funny and I guess it caught her eye. So I actually won a chance to go to wow. Amy Porterfield's house and do like a mastermind. And at the time I was really focused on course creation and stuff like that. So went out to San Diego and spent the morning uh, with a couple of other people. Um, and so that was super cool. So how that's connected to coaching. I mean, she was at first, you know, I had people like her, just like coaches that don't know that they're my coach, you know, coaches like, pod, yeah. yeah, podcasts, podcasts and resources <laughs> and stuff like that. So like, you know, if you're like, you know, don't despise those humble beginnings because that was super helpful for me in my business. But then through that meeting, I met her, one of her, like, it was like her executive assistant at the time. Um, and just kind of connected with her and stayed in touch with her and just kind of, she would comment on some of my social media stuff and I would comment back. And then she kind of went out and launched her own, um, uh, virtual assistant business. And I stayed in touch and I think I was kind of feeling that, that sort of tension. Like I really want, I need some coaching. I need somebody outside of my business looking into it. Mm -hmm. And so I, I took a gamble and I just reached out to her and I was like, Hey, I, I could just really use some help. Um, I can't afford to pay you. I actually like said this, like maybe not in those words, but it was like, could we maybe meet for like a couple times? I just threw it out there and it, and it was very like, I understand your time is super valuable. Like I just, I, I made that known to her. Of course, like I, I respect that. And, um, and she came back and was like, yeah, I think we could do, let's do, let's do six. We'll do six monthly calls. Um, and she didn't charge me. And so that was kind of my first, mm. um, first leap into like having a coach and it was i found it was just so valuable to have somebody outside your wow. business and just like hey i'm struggling with this how am i supposed to think about this should i focus on this you know all that stuff so it was super important and then kind of from there you know at the moment right now i don't have uh, a coach i have people that i you know are colleagues that meet and i know i can trust and say like hey i'm struggling here what do you think about this so we can hop on zoom you know stuff like that i have those folks in my life um I just finished a year of a, a mastermind group that was, that's for agency uh, owners and, you know, building an agency. So that was super helpful, but it, it was, it was an expense, you know? So sure. right where I'm at now is um, I'm kind of saving up for the next sort of coaching opportunity, I think, <laughs> and just kind of, you know, just looking at our margins. So right now it's not really in the cards, but you know, I'm, I'm working towards that and definitely want to get that, get back to that because having people that you can pull on that have either done what you've done or, you know, they're in it right now, or, you know, they're ahead of you or behind you or in the same place, like being surrounded by those sorts of people. And so, you know, being part of, of a mastermind group where those people are, are found is, is amazing because you get to help people who are coming up behind you, people ahead of you, you can lean on them and their resources. So it's, it, it gets you farther so much faster. Cool. So we're coming up on, uh, we have about 10 more minutes or so. Uh, what, uh, how do you use your story now to help your clients scale? That's a good question. 
Um, I mean, my story, I think my, my wife's story is really kind of intertwined with my story because of how sure. I, I helped her, you know, get her private practice online. And she's like, to this day, she's like my guinea pig. So we're, we're launching an SEO course, um, for the second time, um, now in the, in the first quarter of 23 here. And through the course, I kind of take people behind the scenes on like, not only like our process that, you know, we teach our process for doing SEO and creating an SEO strategy, but I also use my wife's website throughout that course to, um, show people how to do stuff and kind of track, you know, even like looking at the, the keywords that my wife's website's ranking for and how I view it and say like, Hey, I really want her to be ranking higher for this specific keyword. So here are some things that I'm thinking about that we're going to apply during this course, you know, on these live calls to, you know, impact her business. Um, and so I think I, I use like our story and like how I started and how my wife started a lot, you know, because I think it, it helps not only that, you know, people, when I'm consulting with them, I, like I want them to feel like I get it and I hope that they do. And it's not like a marketing tactic. It really is like, Hey, we've seen this in my wife's practice. She's done this and this has happened. And yeah, this was a struggle for her and this is how we solved it. So it's really helpful for me because of the audience I serve that my wife is my audience, <laughs> you know, to a degree. And she's become a, you know, just a great resource because when I can, if I'm trying to figure something out or if she's trying to figure something out, we kind of put our heads together and, you know, sort that out. So, yeah, I think it's just kind of, it just kind of comes out naturally um, as far as like our story goes. It's kind of what comes to mind with that question. All right. <laughs> cool. So you're launching a course, um, SEO Basecamp Live, right? It's going to yeah. be going to be the, well, you, you know the details better than I do. It's in, coming up at the end of January. So why don't you tell yeah. people about it and where to find it and what your goals are for that for that course? Yeah. So this kind of all goes back to processes. So, you know, I said like last year, we really focused on our services. And one of those services is a service that we have. It's called SEO Basecamp, where we uh, create your SEO strategy from keyword to optimizing your website. Um, and we've been seeing great results. And so I had this process and I was like, well, what if I just started teaching this process? So uh, last year, fall of 22, we had our first class. Um, and basically what it is, is it's it's part course, part uh, live training. So each week there's a topic and it's all kind of based on like the building blocks of creating a custom strategy for your private practice. Um, so, you know, you're going to be understanding how all the aspects of SEO fit together from the technical stuff to content and what pages are going to be on the website, keyword research, how do you literally optimize the website? What are some things you could do off of your website? You know, all that sort of thing. We walk through that process together. So each week is a topic that is in an online course that you get to view. And then the following week, uh, we meet for a live implementation class. So those are live weekly calls and the whole class goes for about nine weeks. Um, so everyone's kind of working together on similar things. Um, depends on where your website is at, but people might get to different stages later on in the process. But um, it's it was just so much fun uh, teaching this class. And it was kind of my first you know, getting back into teaching and like doing online courses. And I loved the aspect of the course and the live stuff because so many questions come out in those live calls. And mm -hmm. so many people at the end of our last class were like, these live calls were the most important part. Like, even if I didn't have a question, 
just listening to people's other questions and mm. um and things that they're trying to solve made me you know light bulb was going off for ideas for my own website and for my own uh seo so so yeah it's called seo Basecamp live it's a training group um james you are an affiliate for it so i set up a a link so it's privatepracticeelevation.com slash ccs and that'll take you right to the landing page to learn more about it and we're doing um we always have a, a waiting list for it and so we do sort of a little two-day uh launch slash discount for folks on the waiting list so um so yeah oh, so, so if you're interested and you want the discount get on that waiting list yeah get on that waiting list you know just go to that link and you can sign up for the waiting list and then uh, on january 30th you'll get you'll get the coupon code and that'll only be good for about two days until the launch the general the public and the, list, yeah, yeah the last the rest of my list uh gets wind of it cool fantastic so we always end the show with uh what's the one thing you want people to take away so I will go first. Uh, the one thing I want people to take away is the what Daniel is doing with his team. I really think one-on-ones are important. It's like the glue that keeps people together. It's it's like even if you're virtual, it's your open door policy where they can bring things to you and they don't have to like, oh, am I bothering the boss? I, they can just bring issues to you. And those issues don't grow. You know, they, they don't grow in the dark. If they have a regular time to bring things to you and you're listening and open, you're going to you're going to have a much better time and a much better engagement with your staff than if you just can't, you just showed up when there was a problem. Oh, what's the boss? What's the boss want now? You know, that's that's not a great way to endear yourself to your team to only show up for problems. So. All right. So hopefully that gave you a little bit of time. Daniel, what's your one thing you want people to take away? Yeah, I think um I I I'm still amazed by that 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 lesson that I said about, you know, building that building that bridge. So for, mm-hmm. you know, if you're feeling kind of stuck um with what to do next and what to focus on, just think about what is what is your bridge? What has the, what has the most potential right now in your business to create the um, you know, the reality you want to see uh in your life, in your business, you know, in your in your success and figure out how you can focus on that and Think, you know, think, be future focused about that. Even like, you know, like I said, I was documenting stuff before I was hiring. Like, think about those things that you're doing now and be okay that you're doing them now with the thought of, can I hand this off to somebody else in the future so that I can get back and focus on what only I can focus on? Really, really great advice, Daniel. This has been wonderful. Uh, Thanks for dropping by. Yeah, it's great being on. Thanks for having me. So this is uh, James um, with Daniel Fava. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. That was a packed episode. Uh, There was so much good information in there. I want to remind you that I'm going to have these links in the show notes. Mike McCallowitz, Profit First. Julie Harris, Profit First for Therapists. uh, Link for ChatGPT. Link for the podcast, Therapy for Your Money. And um, then... Private Practice Elevation, so Pat Flynn, Amy Porterfield. Yeah, some of the, some of the books that we mentioned um, are going to be in there. Story Brand, I don't think I mentioned that. I think that was going to be my tip. But <laughs> Story Brand's in there whenever you talk about web pages. And of course, the link to Daniel's Basecamp. Basecamp Live sounds like an awesome tool for therapists. One of the things I don't think he mentioned is he's going to give you the the workbook 
that to work on that you can continually update it and use it not just for those eight or nine weeks but use it as a resource that you can keep going back to because he's big on process and big on writing things down to come back to so it's a real benefit of the course get on that wait list and and check out his other resources thanks again for joining me and uh, for daniel and i hope to see you next week Thank you for tuning into the Scaling Therapy Practice. We hope you found the information helpful and informative. Please keep in mind that the context of this podcast is for general information purposes only. It is not intended as tax or legal advice. If you have any legal questions or concerns, we strongly encourage you to consult with a qualified professional in your area. The Scaling Therapy Practice is a proud part of the SciCraft Network. This network of podcasts provides both self-help and business-building resources to create an impact in the world and change people's lives. Check them out at SciCraftNetwork.com.